the nature of sons. Amen. We're going to continue in our series of sonship, but tonight I'm going to teach on the nature of sons. Amen. The nature of sons. I'd like to welcome to everyone to Spirit and Life International Ministry, where we are building believers according to their true identity and purpose in Christ. Amen. Glory to God. I'd like to thank everyone for everything they did for our Thanksgiving feast this past Sunday. Everything was assessed, whether you donated your time or whatever food, whatever you did, whatever you put toward it, we were thankful for you and what you did. You were truly a blessing to us. Amen. Everything went well. Everyone ate. Everything went. And the community was blessed. We were blessed. It's blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. We were best to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's those type of things that we do that, that, that show for that we're being a church. Not an organization, organization, but an organism. Going out as the body of Christ and meeting the needs of the community. Amen. Amen. We're going to backtrack for a minute. On things pertaining to sonship. One point we pointed out was that mankind as a son is a new creation in Christ. Amen. Man as a son is a new creation in Christ. Amen. Second thing we pointed out was that man as a son is the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we understood the scripture, Second Corinthians five and twenty one said that that in mean it says that God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Amen. That He took on our sinful nature in order for us to take on His divine nature, the nature of righteousness, the nature of the Father, possessing the Father's nature in us as our very own nature. He became sin. In order for us to become that. Amen. And we understand a son is a partaker of God's divine nature. A possessor of his spirit, which gives him access into God's mindset. Amen. That's concerning a son. But tonight, we're going to go into the nature of sons. Amen. The nature of sons. I'm going to start out by defining the word nature. Defining the word nature. Nature, by definition, is the particular combination of qualities belonging to a person, animal, thing, or class by birth, origin, or constitution. I'll repeat that. Nature, the particular combination of qualities belonging to a person, animal, thing, or class by birth, origin, or constitution. It's your native or inherent character. Amen. It's your native or inherent character. It's the nature of the thing that you are. Amen. So, by nature, every living being has a particular combination of qualities about itself. 
in those qualities determine what type of class that being is in. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God just pointed something out to me. And, and, and this wasn't in, in the study, but we're going to go to that scripture as well. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But the particular combination of qualities belonging to a certain being puts it into a certain class. And, and, and it gets into that type of class according to either birth, origin, or constitution. Birth meaning you come forth from, you know, to give birth. So a thing will always and only give birth to its kind. It would never be by accident that a a, 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 a whale a, a, a have a calf. Well, they do. They do have a calf. I take that back. They do call a whale a calf. What they have? Well, a whale won't have a puppy. A thing will always bring forth that of which it is by nature, according to the class of being it is. So, birth is one way to be in a class. Or order mean you you created that way. You're in a class or constitution. You will be. You can be delegated or appointed to a certain class. Amen. Now we're speaking of the nature of summons. But I'm gonna sum it through because the Spirit of God just gave the scripture. If you look at the beginning of Genesis when God was creating things and everything He created, at the end He said, "And it began to reproduce after its kind." So God put a law in motion in creativity that. When he, when he told things to reproduce and be fruitful, that they gave forth after his kind. Yeah. He told the birds, and, 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 and he told the, the cattle to reproduce after his kind. Even fruit and, and, and grass and, and bearing fruit and seed in it after his kind. He was putting things in a particular category. Amen. After his kind. So God divided all animals on earth after his kind. Every creepy thing he divided after his kind. The fish he divided after his kind. Even plant and green life he divided it after his kind. Amen. But when he came down to create man, amen, he didn't look to the earth of all the kinds that he created. Amen. Not at all. But when he looked to man and what he wanted to bring man forth, when he wanted to beget man, when he wanted to bring an order to man, when he wanted to birth man and bring man on the scene, he didn't look to the animals that was after his kind. But yet science will tell you that human being came from apes. If that was so, why still have apes left? That's science. But God didn't look to that animal kind to bring forth man. He didn't look to the plant kind to bring forth man. He didn't look to the fish kind to bring forth man. But when God wanted to bring forth man, God turned and spoke to himself and birthed man out of what he saved to himself according to who he was unto himself. That's good. So when God looks at you, he continuously looks at you according to what he said about you pertaining to what he said to himself. When God turned, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So let us make man according to our kind in our nature. Now God can't take that back. Amen. 
So it's safe to say that man, by nature, is of the God kind. So man possesses a godly nature. Through origin and through birth. Amen. I want to make this statement. Character, behavior, and attitude is developed by what you know or perceive to be true about yourself. Character, behavior, and attitude is developed by what you know or perceive to be true about yourself. See, you won't act, think, or behave outside of what you know about yourself. So if you want your character, your behavior, your attitude to change, then you have to come to a new knowledge about you. Amen. If you want your character, your behavior, your conduct, anything to change about you, then you have to learn something new about you. You can't continue to know yourself according to who you used to be and then want to try to do or be somebody else. You have to come into some new knowledge of self if you want to change. So it's where we divide, derive our knowledge of self from that determines how we are act or who we're going to be. Amen. Amen. So if you want change, it has to come from within. But that change has to come from you knowing you on another level if you want to get to another level. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, we're speaking on the nature of sons. Amen. Turn with me to John 1. It's going to be the foundation scripture to the night. I don't want, I'm made not, I don't want to put myself on, in, in, in a box either. But, I'm going to dig here first. And if we find gold, we're going to cash it in. Amen. I'm going to dig here first. We find gold, we don't catch in. Amen. John 1 and 1. Now we're talking about the nature of sons. Amen. The nature of sons. You get that in me? You say amen. amen. Glory to God. It says in John 1 and 1, it says, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. In the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the light was the light of men. And the light shining in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. I'm going to stop there. But we're going to continue in that same vein. Amen. It says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So there are two particular beings in the beginning. And what they are in nature are the same. But who they are according to character, or role, or personnel, I don't want to say personality, is different. Amen. But they are like in nature. But they are both word. So the two in the beginning sharing likewise nature 
of being word. And you were created and originated in that same thing that makes you word. Make the nature of man as a son is a word product. You were created by spoken word. God looked to himself, spoke to himself about himself and created something just like himself. Amen. Man is a word product. He's a product of the word. So the same word that was in the beginning, the same word that was with God, and the same word that was God, man has that same nature. Amen. That's the class of being that man is. The very fabric of your nature is word. And now we know, I've taught it that man is a spirit too. Because in John 4 24 it says that God is a spirit. So man has to be of the same nature that God is, so man is a spirit. But now I'm going to tie this together for you. Amen. Glory to God. John 6 and 63. The founding scripture of this ministry. It says, it is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. <laughs> so, look at the, the, the oneness in nature. God is spirit. God is word. His word is spirit and his word is life. You got to see. I'm spirit. I'm word. That's why I have life. Amen. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of the spirit, and man became a living soul. The breath of life. Amen. God can only ignite you with what is compatible to you spirit, word, life. Amen. That's his part. Now we're going to move on. And then it says, I'm going to start in four. It said, in him was life and the life was the light of me. And the light shining in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. Amen. This darkness is talking about that light came into the world. Yes. And the world couldn't understand the light. Still today the world cannot understand the light. But in scripture God says that you are the light of the world. So you can't get mad when the world don't understand you. It wasn't made to understand you. It didn't understand him, so it won't understand you. But you got to know that the life is in you that is life. And the world would never comprehend that. Amen. You're not fit to be compatible with the world. You're supposed to stand out. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. Amen. Scripture says it like this. Let your light shine before me. Amen. That they may see your good works and glorify God who is in heaven. Amen. So this is what it's saying. Let my light shine in the world. 
which is the light that is lighter than me. I let my light shine in the world. People gonna look at me and see my words, but glorify God who is in heaven. So the Bible says that my light that is light is the same light that is in him. So when I do my good works, there's no honor representing him where I am. That's an ambassador. Amen. The nature of a son. I'm going to read on. It said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Now look what John said. He said he was not that light but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. So he's lighting every man that cometh into the world because he's the true light. Excuse me. Meaning that the light that he is, he's giving that light to us that they may shine like he shines. Amen. See, it was always of the one son to gather up many sons to be like himself. See, he ain't like the world. He ain't want to get his shine on alone. Amen. See, that's not a world thing. Everybody's in competition to outshine the other. But Jesus wants everybody to shine together. Amen. He wants everybody to be on one. In fact, he wants you to be on a level greater than him. He said, greater work to you shall you do because I go to the Father. Amen. I'm just a blueprint. Understand. But if you believe in and get in hold of this thing that I'm presenting, you can take it to a whole another level. Amen. You can take it to a whole another level. But it's according to your belief. Amen. I just came to show you the standard. See, Christ came as a blueprint of the nature of a son. So that all sons may follow his lead. But he didn't come to limit the son to only what he did. Say greater works. Amen. Greater works. Amen. I'm going to read on. It said he was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. A prophet is without, is without honor in his own hometown. He came to his people to get them and put them on shine. But all they could see was who he was. Oh, ain't that Joseph boy? The, the, the carpenter's son? Uh, his sister and them still among us. Uh, uh, and his people right from around there, he used to such and such and this and that and that and this. And then he was there to bring them to another level. He was there to heal the sick among them. He was there to save the few that believed, but he couldn't do mighty miracles among his own because of their lack of belief and faith in him. But it says he came unto his own and his own received him not. But look what happened to the many that received him. It says, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become church members. 
He said to them he gave power to become preachers. It says to him he gave them power to start a church. No. It says unto him he gave them power to be sons of God. To be offerings of God. To be a hundred percent of the thing they're coming from. To be the like nature of the thing that begat them. To be the like nature of the thing that they originated from. He said, I gave them power to become sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Which, look how, look, look at what they were born of. They were not born of blood. Nor the will of the flesh. Nor the will of man. But of God. And it says, And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It says the word became flesh. That means the word which was with God, the word that was God now, has taken root in the natural realm in the earth. A living word is now on the sea. It says he was the only begotten of the Father. The nature of sons. So how was this nature of the living word was? What was the character? What was, what, what was the particular combination of qualities belonging to this living word? We understand the birth and origin of the constitution of it. What it was his native inherited character. What did this son of God behave like? What was his nature? Amen. Because obviously what his nature is has to become our nature. If we want to become what he designed and desired us to be. Amen. Turn with me to Hebrews 1. We're talking about the nature of sons. Hebrews 1. You get that? Let me hear you say amen. amen. Hebrews 1 and 1. Amen. See, that's the nature of sons. Because obviously, whatever that nature of the one son has to be the nature of all sons. You can't be a son of God and don't behave like the God kind. That's according to laws God put together about nature. For us to be sons of God and don't behave like the God kind, it like us to go into a pasture and see a cow start barking. Amen. It's not of the cow's nature to balk. So it's not of the son of God to be powerless. Amen. Amen. When we're talking about the nature of sons, Hebrews 1 and 1, it says, God, who has sun-dry times and in divers manners, speak in times past unto the Father by the prophet. Had in these last days spoken to us by his son. Now a prophet is one who is sent with the word of God. 
God revealed the word to the prophet and the prophet go tell it to the children of Israel or to the people or a specific person. But a prophet is one that is sent with the word of God. Over a son. A son is one that is sent as the word of God. Amen. The very thing he's bringing is the thing that he is. A prophet is bringing what he received from God. Amen. But a son is bringing what is automatically his nature, which is word. Amen. And look what it says. It says that having these last things spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the world. Amen. So if one son is heir of all things, then all sons must be heir of all things. It says in the scripture that we are joint heirs with Christ. That word heir comes from the Greek word kleronimos, which means possessor of all. Amen. It says by also he made the world. But look at the nature of this son. It's in, in verse 3, it says, Who be the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than death. That is the nature of his son. A son is a brightness of God's glory. That means where a son is, he's glorifying God with his life. As a son, a son is the express image of God's person. That means whatever God is, a son is the expression of that in the earth. Whatever God is, a son is the expression of that in the earth. Amen. He said that. He uphold all things by the word of his power. Amen. Now over in, in 2 Corinthians, you can read it, but it says that it's as if God is speaking through us as ambassadors of Christ. So the same way he spoke through Christ, Jesus, doing his earth walk, now he's willing to speak through us as the body of Christ. The nature of a son. The nature of a son. Amen. So I, I, I believe when, when, when Jesus got baptized by John over in Matthew. Amen. And, and God said, and you know, when the head of the part and the spirit came down and it came upon him in the form of a dove and, and God spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son that I'm well pleased. God was so well pleased that God knew one thing. My express image in all that I am now resides in earth. Everything that I am in heaven now has access in the earth. It never said that those clouds came back together in the spirit went back up. Because that was a son on the scene. One that shared his divine nature. One that possesses his spirit. One that has access into his mindset. One to get the business done in the earth. One that represents me in the earth. One that can fully complete my will in the earth. 
Amen. But he didn't want to do it alone. Amen. He didn't want to do it alone. Write down Romans 8 29. Write it down. I'm going to quote it. Time taken. I don't want you to turn to. But it says it like this For whom he foreknew, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. But why did he do it? Scripture tells that it is that he may be the firstborn of many brethren. <laughs> you got the catch. He said he can want us to conform. He said whom he did for no, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Conformed, meaning to be fashioned after. To be designed after. So if we are fashioned designed predestinated by him, foreknown by him to be conformed and fashioned and designed after the image of the Son. What was the image of the Son? Word, Spirit, the same in the beginning. So what must I be if I'm one of the many brothers that he did it for? Word, Spirit, same like them in the beginning. It's the nature of a Son. You have to begin to see yourself in this life if you want your character to change, you want your world to change, if you want your attitude to change, you have to begin to see yourself in a different light. Amen. Because only what you know about you will become your reality. You could be living a total reality to you, but actually be alive. Amen. You can't convince somebody who grew up their whole life knowing they think the sky is green and make them think it's blue. Because that has become their reality. See, one of the, the hardest things to do is root religion out of a person. You better probably stand a better chance catching someone in the street and bringing them to Christ before you get someone out of being in church all their life and bringing them to truth. You're going to have a fight on your hand. Because their conduct and their character and they, they, their morals have derived from what they thought been truth all their life, which really was a lie. I'm going to tell you what religion does. This is what it does. First thing, it divides into groups. This group believing in this. This group do this type of tradition. This group does this. But Paul speaks of the division in, 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 in Corinthians. I was baptized by Apollos, and I'm, I'm a, so I, he was he. It wasn't no unity. Religion never promotes unity. Amen. When 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 Paul talked about the division. And the stripe among them, he labeled them as corners. As veins in Christ. Amen. This is what religion does. It preaches to you in the name of God. 
tells you no one could be like God, but forces you to go out and tell you to live godly. Think about it. Religion will tell you no one can be like God. Preachers in the name of God, but want to force you to go out and live godly. Now, if you can't be like God, you can't live godly. Because godly means God-likeness. Amen. But let me tell you what the word says. The word says you have his divine nature. You be conformed to the image of the Son. You are my righteousness. I give you my spirit with access to my mind. I give you my spirit that gives you access to my power and ability. So I, I want you to be everything I am in the earth. But religion will tell you you don't have the ability. Which one will you believe? But you will catch deep trouble trying to rip that out of a person who's been in that church all their life and stuck under that religion. But see, it's now that we should choose to change and live according to the nature of sons. If God said that's what we are, that must be what we need to become. We try and change. We're, we're, we're crying that I want to do better. We, we're saying that I want to go to another level. But the question should be, what do I know to believe about myself? What is my reality? Do I have a world reality or a worried reality? What is real to me? Is the word more real to me than what my eyes are seeing? And what my ears are hearing. Am I willing to stand on it in faith, regardless of what I see or what I might hear? No, it won't be easy. Yes, your senses, senses and what you know, or what the natural position you are going to fight against it, because it's the world. But you are not of it. You are a peculiar creature. You are of the God kind. Heaven is your residence. Earth is your assignment. You will sit here on diplomatic duty, on the assignment of your king, to make earth look like heaven. Your duty as an ambassador of Christ is to make earth look like the place you come from. That's why when you pray, you say, Thou will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It takes a son to be here to accomplish that. But if a son don't think of himself like that in which he is, then he can never accomplish that which God ordained or assigned him to do. Because he doesn't see himself according to the way the Father designed him or according to the reality the Father has for him. He don't see himself as that. So he falls back into doubt and weakness and shrinks back when it comes time to do the things of God. Because he don't see himself according to that light. He don't see himself according to the word. He don't see himself according to the God kind. Amen. I'm going to go to one last scripture and I'm going to close out. I got so much for you. Man. Oh, glory. Turn with me too. I'm going to go to Hebrews 2. 
I have a little meat left for you. I'm going to be gone. Glory to God. Hebrews 2 and 9. Since we're in Hebrews already. But if we did here and found gold, we're going to have to cash it in. Amen. Hebrews 2 and 9. I'm going to go a little further. Because we're talking about man. Amen. Amen. Speaking of sons, amen. It says in six, I'm going to go to six. But one in his third place testified saying, what is man that thou art so mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crowned him with glory and honor. And then set him over the works of thy hand. So God created a man Amen. A man that he visited with. A man that he fellowships with. God is so one with the man that he crowned the man over everything that he made. Made man a rule. Said thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. Amen. So man is a ruler. What the scripture said. But look what they say. But now we see not yet all things put under the man that you created. Right? But look what it says after that. It says, but we see Jesus. Okay. We know you created man and all of them and put them in control. Gave them authority to rule. But they're not ruling like they're supposed to. But we see Jesus. But we see one son. Who was made a little lower than the angels for suffering of death. Crowned with glory and honor. That he by grace of God should taste death for every man. So this one son was made in the nature of all the fallen sons. Amen. That he may taste death for all of them. That means he going to come down and sacrifice for every last one of us. And look what it says. For it became him. For whom all things and by whom all things and bringing many what? Sons. Unto glory. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. But look what it says. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brothers. Glory to God. So it's saying that this was the scripture saying. God wanted all men to have authority over earth. Amen. He put everything under his glory. He gave it to all them. But they fell short. But old one son came. Amen. Who tasted death for all sons. In order to bring all sons to the level of what God desired. Which made him not ashamed to call them his brother. Because now we're all on the same level. The same way I'm ruling, you're going to be ruled. And look what he said as he described it. For he that sanctified. Who did the sanctifying? Jesus. So it says, for him that sanctified. And they who are sanctified. Who were sanctified? Us. Are all the one. For which he's not ashamed to call us brothers. It said, him who did the sanctified and us who were sanctified now are one, in which he's not ashamed to call us brother. 
So he put us on a level into what he is in order for us to have the like nature of what they are. And which he's not ashamed to call us brethren. The nature of a son. We're 100% of what he is. It's the what God desires for us. Amen? Give God a hand for that word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah.